Peace. Welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast. I am your host, Jahai Masai Youssef. Hold on a second, bro. Oh, man. Look at this word. Let's get it popping. Yeah, yeah, see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Sack town in the back. It's that time of the year. You all know where I'm going to be. Well, when they come to town, they're definitely going to kick the Hawks' ass, man. Anyway, welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast, man. So what we're going to get into the spiel today, man, we're going to talk about the smart chip driving society and why you should never shield your kids from the world. But before I get into that, man, I was looking at something that Netflix had released earlier this week. And uh, it's supposed to be talking about a civil rights pioneer, you know, one of these hidden jewels and nuggets that history kind of, I guess, somewhat overlooked. But Netflix, when it comes to black men and the image of us and our true essence, Netflix drops the ball every time. Netflix will have the whole world believing that every black man is gay. Every black man is homosexual. There's always an LGBT narrative. We can't just have a true narrative of essence of black men who are masculine and heterosexual. I'm not saying these things never existed. I'm not saying these individuals are not real or have a real history. But when you bludgeon one idea, one narrative of a particular group, people begin to believe this is real and true, even in society. If I get into a a disagreement with just the average black woman, right? The first thing they want to say is, oh, you a punk, you gay, you a heterosexual, you you a F-boy, whatever. Just simply because of programming. A lot of black women are walking around here thinking that most black men are gay and most of us are not, you know. But at times I do feel like the last straight man in America. I won't even cap you there, you know what I mean. But, you know, women set the tone and, you know, a lot of y'all like these beta male, metrosexual, bisexual guys. No, I mean, it's cool with me, but at the end of the day. You've gotten so lost in your way that you don't even know what a real man looks like anymore. And it's not to say, and I say this all the time, I have no problem with the LGBT. I have no problem with homosexual brothers because a lot of homosexual brothers, they can't be masculine, right? Just because the brother's gay don't mean he ain't masculine. So that's a myth. But at the same time, don't ever try me. (laughs) Don't ever try me as if I'm part of this new trend, this new millennial mindset, this new wave of being. I'm not this new black man. I'm the original. I'm the supreme being as we learn in our lessons. You know, if you've ever been fortunate enough to 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 knowledge 120 and be a part of the a lost five percent, which is which is the greatest culture um, that I love so much and I embrace because it's serious. You can't be a part of that nation and not know your lessons. You could be a Christian your whole life and people will never know you not you don't know your Bible. But anyway. That's just something I just wanted to really point out to, man. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Just give me one good feature film, one good documentary. By the way, I am watching Stamp from the beginning. It's pretty good so far. But just give me something strong about myself. And this is why I love Denzel Washington so much. Denzel Washington never plays a BS role. But I commented this on my uh, social media on Facebook. And a good friend of mine recommended that, you know, I check out this James Baldwin work, which is called The Devil Finds Work. I have just started beginning to read this project, um, this product by the great mind of uh, James Baldwin, the late James Baldwin. And um, she said, once I finish reading this, I will never look at movies the same again. So I just got it a few days ago. Shout out to all the unexpected podcasts. Kim Reyes, you are the bomb. You are awesome. Continue to teach women of all races, all ethnicities, women across the planet about maternal death rates and things that they could do to be um, protective and safe in the hospitals or whether they do a home birth with doulas. And I'm also put a link in the um, description down in the, in the box below. Last thing, man, this Ken Mulkey thing, man, 
The day we as a people become smarter than the narrative, we will begin to figure everything out. White folks, white supremacists, magic spell over us will begin to diminish. No more devil's advocate. No more trying to play, you know, give a rationale of, you know, this could be the listen. One thing Nilly Fuller Jr. always says, and he's been saying it throughout the years. Just simply follow the logic. Don't get so smart, so educated, so over analytical that we forget to just simply follow the logic. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of things that people disagree with my position on it is. I'm not saying you don't have a valid point. I'm not saying that you're not an intelligent individual, but understanding how deep this thing goes, man, that woman is a codified white supremacist. Just like most of these white college coaches who have control, influence over our black athletes lives. I talked to a, a friend of mine recently who kind of agreed and found out and realized that a lot of white coaches, male and or female, have a problem with black male presence in the athlete's life because they're concerned about the influence that they will have over the child as opposed to the coach. This woman literally saw her player be attacked by the whole world, the whole sports community last year, and she played dumb as if she didn't know what this means. If you've ever been a coach in any sport at any level, especially at the highest level, college basketball, you inheriting these three, four, and five-star athletes, you know damn well what that means. But she went into cold mode and played dumb. She didn't have that girl's back. Pete Carroll went into cold mode. Mike Dicta went into cold mode. Mike March went into cold mode in, in, in the Super Bowl when we played the Patriots. Don't have me, don't have me open up that can of worms. It's all cold, and people, once we learn to understand what codification looks like, Kim Mulkey can't just come up there and say something, and we just agree with it. You understand what I'm saying? This cannot happen. So, at the end of the day, you know, she comes out to say, when she finally wants to respond and talk about it, she wants to talk about this woman, Angel Reese, how much money she's earned. Why are you concerned about the money that your player is earning and nobody ever questions the dime that you're earning as a college coach? I need you all to really pay attention because white supremacy is hiding in plain sight. Please, let's get smart about it. So anyway, let's get to it. Smart chip driving society. All right. Basically, today I was uh, I was at work and the weather in Georgia today was very wet, very wet conditions. Uh, the roads, man, you know, it was raining hard. And sometimes when it rains, you know, a lot of the condensation, you know, the mist, well, not the condensation, but the mist comes up off the road, especially when you got 18 wheelers, heavy duty equipment. You know, these tires hit the road and it throws the mist in the air, almost creating like a fog like effect. You would think that people will slow down. But as a professional driver of 30 years, no accidents, I've always been trained and understood to keep a safe following distance. 15 second eye lead time, four to six seconds behind the average vehicle, depending on the speed that I'm driving, according to the Smith system, which that that system really works. And you see these four wheelers. They see another truck to the side and they want to rush in front of you with just so much space, Carlin, and they want to get in front of you and they're pinned in by another truck in, in front of them. Here's the thing. Many of you all, and I need you to take pay close attention and take heed. Many of you all are going to drive into a sudden death. I'm a driver to have sense. But if you're getting getting in front of a truck driver, because a lot of these truck drivers nowadays are trash, and I need to start doing truck driver development. If you get in front of a, a, a anxious, impatient driver who has to make his destination or gets to his shipper or receiver, wherever he's going and he's behind, he's going to be getting it. And if the vehicle in front of you have to come to an abrupt stop, an emergency stop, especially in wet conditions, whatever's in front of them stops, that car is going to hydroplane into that vehicle. And if there's another vehicle, they're going to hydroplane into that vehicle. And guess what's about to happen? That heavyweight equipment, 
that truck that can take 80,000 pounds out on any road in the U.S. and the U.S. of A. is going to hit his brakes. These trucks do not stop on a dime. And more than likely, that truck is going to make impact and kill you instantly. People, there's an old saying, and it might sound corny to a lot of people, arrive alive. There's no need to be in that much of a rut. But let me tell you what's about to happen in the smart chip driving society, right? Everything that you see on the road nowadays is about to be corrected. One thing that William Cooper talked about in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, the powers that be will take control of society since the average man and woman are irresponsible financially, criminal acts. You know, a lot of things are induced to make people act uncivil in society, fights, brawls, all types of things. Right. It's going to start on the road first. The first thing they're going to do, and I tell people all the time, there's a technology called a Bendix Wingman. And anybody that's in the trucking industry, we know what these things are. It's basically a technology. It's lodged in the bumper. And what this thing does, excuse me, excuse me, man, Rotel was good. What this technology does is it retards the vehicle if it senses that you're getting too close. There's like three amber lights that are light up. And once you hit that third one, then this technology begins to come in. No matter how much you hit that gas, that vehicle's going to retard. Now, is it going to stop an impact, an accident? Probably not. Just like these new cars, like if there's an object on the side, your side view mirror, it has like a little uh, a triangle amber light that lights up that keeps you or prevents the car from merging over to the lane to prevent an accident. Same thing with the Bendix women. And what this does, it's going to stop the tailgating. All right. Now, the second thing that they're going to do, they're going to start putting cameras in these cars mandatory. Most of these insurance companies are giving people discount just to simply put, I think it's called Snapcatch. You put a, a, a dash cam in your vehicle couple of years, I, mean, I would say about maybe 10 years ago when I was working for AAA Cooper, they were one of the first companies that I noticed where they were putting AI cameras in the truck. They had a lens to the front of the camera and it was a lens to the back. Now, if you were to have an impact or an accident, this cam would engage eight seconds prior to the accident and eight seconds after the accident. Not only would it show what has happened in front of the vehicle if you rear in somebody to have an accident, it's also going to hit you and show what you was doing eight seconds prior to the accident. So if you was texting on your phone, or you were not hands-free, guess what? You could be prosecuted from sitting right there in your very own truck, let alone you're going to be terminated from your company, right? Because a lot of times these things are used to prevent companies. The companies go through uh, tactics of safety meetings using AI and all these technology because what this does, it looks good to the insurance company. It looks good if you are an employee and you have an accident, you actually maybe literally kill somebody with a fatality, but they go back and see that all the training that you had, the AI camera, it kind of helps keep you from out of jail depending on your situation. That's the second thing, okay? The third thing that's going to happen in the in the smart chip driving society is health. You have high blood pressure, that car scan you, it will not crank up. You get in that car, you and the spouse just got through arguing, it can read your temperament, it can see that you're angry, you're not at, you're not at the peaceful state, that car will not crank up. Let alone if you have gadgets like cell phones where they don't have pagers tablets whatever people are using to communicate on while driving these things will all be shut down which i know a lot of the technology that they have is already doing it it's going to get to the point where they're going to keep all the mediocrity off the roads all this swerving over in the lanes driving stupid and speeding guess what law enforcement will be sitting right there in the car with you through ai through a camera see whatever they ask people to do voluntarily it's only a matter of time before they make people before they make it a federal mandate and guess what i'm for it i'm for it I mean, what the hell could you be doing in the car illegal besides just driving and having fun, talking shit? People talk about this evasion of privacy. And yeah, I used to be like that as well, too. But guess what? You really don't even have no privacy. You got a cell phone, a smart TV, a laptop. We don't have privacy no more. It's the new world order. Deal with it. We've been acclimated in this system and the way of life and the logistics of the world for almost over 20 years now. So 
Big brother is a family member. You might as well go ahead and accept it, right? Voila. So keep that in mind. So when you want to cut a fool and drive stupid, guess what? That citation comes right to your residence. And it ain't going to be no small fine. It's going to be very steep. We talking in the 2000s. You don't want to pay that fine. You get jail time. We ain't talking 30 days. We talking five years. This is what I think they need to do to clean up these roads. And I'm for it. If you have the ability to go to Amazon, order you a dash cam, get you one ASAP. I follow three accounts on IG. And I just watch people, how they have accidents, crashes, sometimes even pedestrians are being struck by cars. But all of these things could be prevented. People need to pay more attention to the road. Calm down. I hate to see these youngsters in the car bobbing their hair, especially the young females with all their nails and flopping their hair, not paying attention to they have an accident. Then they got a baby in the backseat of the car. OK. As a 30 year veteran, it, it just I'm telling you, I have my days where I ain't going to lie. I just have my days where I think all truck drivers have had that pivotal moment where we just feel like we just want to ram y'all ass off the road because of the stupid shit that we see every day. And it's completely unnecessary. People are in a rush. And I say this all the time. If you live in Atlanta, Georgia or a city that has heavy traffic, leave the house a few minutes earlier so you could just take your time. And you don't have to be all rushing and just hyper and blood pressure. Come on, just take your time. Arrive alive. Don't text and drive. It makes no sense, all right? Blue Chip Smart Society is coming. Get, get prepared for it. All the idiots are about to be cleaned up off the road, all right? Now, let's get into the thing why you should never shelter your children from the world. Well, we typically try to keep our children away from certain influences early in life so they don't take on these traits, these characteristics, these behavior patterns or bad habits or a trend that might not be as conducive, right? Productive. So my daughter one day was with a couple of her friends and me and her mother do a good job of shielding her from a lot of music and movies and stuff like that. And, but just to keep it, just keep, just to keep it real, there's a popular song and in the lyrics, they go ski. <laughs> Everybody know who I'm talking about, especially the hometown. Shout out to St. Louis. Y'all help that child. But anyway, she making money, so be it. Me personally, I looked at this artist. I'm like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. This is a, this is hideous. This is not art. This is not music. And then I could have just said, well, turn it off and do that. And then I thought about it. Why shelter her from that? You understand what I'm saying? Why do your children like that? I just say, you know what? I let her dance to it. I let her sing. But here's the thing. When the song went off, we had to have a daddy-daughter conversation. Baby, this is entertainment. This is not real. And I said, this is the true essence of a woman. Don't take this seriously. That's just an artist. She probably doesn't even live like that in her real life. She's just doing it to make records. But you don't want to be that type of individual, and you don't want to play yourself like that. You don't want to be disrespectful. As I told her older sisters, when it came to my daughters, because I'm a girl dad, I was more strict on my boys than I were the girls. When it came to sex, I never told my daughters not to have sex. I only told them what's going to happen after they have sex. So it's kind of like the same thing with the baby girl. I just gave her the hardcore dark truth about some things and how black women's femininity and their womanhood could be perceived. And, and the notion that all black women are just twerkers, promiscuous and in the streets. And that's just simply not true. So while she sits up there and she's going to sing that song, there's no way that I can tell her not to listen to it because she's going to sing it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, our children ain't going to be around us 24-7. And in today's world society with career, jobs, our children are probably more around their peers and, and peer influence and pressure more than they are us. All we can do is do the best that we can to tell our children the truth, right? 
Don't shield them from it. Just let them go ahead and embrace it. They're going to hear cuss words. They're going to see sex scenes sometimes in a movie that we didn't even see coming because we thought it was, they said it was PG-13. But not even with PG-13 movies, you can see two people of the same sex kissing. It's the normality. Just like when I went to her school on a Friday night, they did movie night. And I wasn't paying no mind because there's a lot of things going on in the schools. And you need to interview and ask your children what they're really learning when they come home. Because it's happening right before our eyes and right before our eyes in plain sight, right up under our nose. So I noticed the cartoon that they were watching. The character, the main character was questionable as if it was a man or a woman. It was kind of masculine, kind of built a little bit. But then it also had feminine features and walk. And I said, Autumn, I let her watch the movie. They enjoyed the movie. When we left, I said, Autumn, I just told her when we got in the car, I said, Autumn, the character of the movie was possibly a transgender. And she was like, well, she's looking at me like, well, what is that? And well, you know, I explained to her and people say this might be too young to explain to a child. That's complete cap. If you don't get a hold of your child first and be the first influence and teach them first, you don't want the society and the school system to do it because they would completely warp them and they would normalize something that we know is not normal. Right. This is a look at history. My dad's generation, when the temptations came out, you think the church folks approved of the temptation? I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. You know what I'm saying? When they first heard that, they probably said that's probably the devil's music. They going to hell. But this is what they were rocking to. They had conks and perm hair and tight ass slacks, which we criticize these kids for. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, they were going out and going to these these bar hops or sock hops is what they used to call it. And they probably said that's the craziest music that we ever seen. Right. But then our generation comes along. Right. N.W.A. comes out. This is the first time we heard rap music with profanity in it. Our parents probably said the same thing. Oh, this is the worst music that we ever heard. This is crazy. Turn that stuff off. We all remember the Reverend Kevin C. Butts who was campaigning against gangster rap, right? Which, if he's going to do that, he should have did heavy metal as well, which encouraged devil worshiping and suicide, but he didn't. He only targeted hip-hop. Hip-hop is not the first genre and not responsible for violence. Violence has been around forever. America specializes in violence, right? Hip-hop is just a product of the American society, right? So when they heard that music, it was like they cussing on records and blah, blah, blah. And then you look at Luke, Two Live Crew, and sexuality comes into it. And we never seen this before. And another generation has come on and can't understand what these kids are listening to. Then I come along. My kids, Lil Wayne is like the biggest thing. Lil Wayne, you know, Gucci Man coming on the tail end, T.I. and all these guys. But Lil Wayne was the one artist that I can recall that influenced the skinny jeans. And me and my peers of fathers our group were like man what the hell is up with these skinny jeans and we called the guy we called the young man gay and now they carrying purses and man bags it's just stuff that we didn't understand but the truth of reality was just because these young men were wearing skinny jeans didn't mean they were gay it was just the style we were wearing khakis a lot of clothes of my old pictures that my kids look at me like dad what are you wearing like yo that was the style their kids are going to look at like, damn, what the hell you got on and why your pants so tight? But it was the style. There's no telling what my daughter's kids, the youngest, the baby girl's kids are going to be listening to. They probably going to be listening to astronauts and pink space boot suits and purple faces and microphones that light up and shoot glitter and go wobba, 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 dooba, doo. Who knows? But that's what they're going to be rocking to. So there's no reason to shield our children from the world. You're going to have to get to the point where you're going to have to tell them the truth about society. What's real? What's a facade? Right. What's reality? What's BS? And not just the music. It's the movies. It's the it's the, it's the latest fashion trends. Right. 
We know the world of sexuality has changed now. We know religion has changed. We know everything in the world, the family culture has changed. You know, careers, business have changed from office buildings to laptops and home, working from home and, and, and not and remote. The world has changed. The world is going to continue to change. So don't pull your hair out trying to shield your children. We have to learn how to embrace these things. There's no way you're going to shield your child from the influence, from negative influences detrimental music that you don't agree with there is no way possible you're going to be able to stop that so just tell them the truth and be honest with your child it's a beautiful thing and guess what our children are gonna make mistakes allow them that room let's just hope they don't make costly mistakes lord knows i made mistakes and i we don't we don't hear the voice of our parents until we get old and have our own children they're not going to hear our voices until they get older and they, and they get into a career and the world of economics means something. It matters now, right? But so now that we had the conversation about this artist that goes, ski, you know, hopefully my child has a better context that when she looks at this artist and hear anything that this artist says, just take it. Hey, this is just the music we bop into. Can I really drop my daughter off at a school dance and expect her not to enjoy herself with her peers? And they dance to the same song, but she leaned against the wall because daddy said, I can't dance to this. Do you know what you'll do to a child? Listen, all the girls that I grew up with <laughs> who parents sheltered them, man, I swear they probably got about, most of them got 10, 12 kids. Got out in the streets and went, bang. You know what I'm saying? Ski. <laughs> Pound Town was in effect. Richard Pryor used to always say in this skit, his daddy was like, boy, when you get older, boy, don't you suck no pee. Which if I say, I couldn't wait to stop <laughs> So a lot of times, man, when you drill your kids and tell them, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. They're going to do it. So you might as well just allow them to embrace it, man, and just deal with it and teach them and tell them the truth. If you give them the dark reality of something instead of shielding them from it, that right there might be good enough. At least they have the knowledge of what could happen if they make the wrong decision. All right. I want to say this. I want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me since day one. I've been doing this for like a year and a half. And let me say this. The show is about to evolve and go remote. We're about to do on location interviews, uh, the editing, you know, the things, you know, nothing stays the same forever. I said in the last episode, everything must change. So the show is about to evolve. I'm proud of that. I'm partnering up with some people to try to help grow the platform. Right. Um, so, but I just want to thank all my supporters, all my 249, 53 subscribers, people who have been loyal. Cause when I first started out, everybody was like, yeah, I'm gonna check you out. I'm gonna support you. And I never got, I took it with a grain of salt because the support falls off, you know, especially like if you're in the dating scene, you're dealing with a young lady, oh, she'll support you long. And then, you know, y'all may fall out don't get along no more. Then they don't never watch the show again. They don't ever, you know, support, you know, if you're going to support, support is unwinding, it's unwavering and it's genuine. So for those who still support podcasts and the platform, I thank you. I'm not saying anything special or unique that another podcaster is not saying. You just decided and chose to get it from me. And that's all it is. People receive messages from other people in different ways. And that's okay. But man, for those who've been rocking with you, I, I rock with you. You ain't got a fake fuck with me. Because if I ask you what episode you see, oh yeah, you know, you was going deep. I ain't no deep individual. But what did you what did I talk about? Oh, they just say you don't watch the show. Just say you don't really want to support. That's fine with me. Because the truth of the matter is every successful individual knows that the people who will support you are the people that don't know you. 
The more people know you, the more they shy away from you. You're insignificant. You're invaluable because they know you. It's just like your favorite entertainer, your favorite athlete. You 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 will support them for years, and just they're just this illuminated figure to you until you meet them one day and be like, man, he's an asshole. Man, I'm gonna burn his jersey. I ain't going to no more games, right? So it's okay. Only but a few people are genuine enough to support, and I'm grateful for everybody, man. I think I did a good job, man. I'm trying to cut these things down. I'm at 20 up to 24 minute mark. Uh, I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for you all. And hey, this is the place where we bring it sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We want to rise above this madness, which is called black culture. And I'm telling y'all right now, man, do not exist in any space in your life within any circumference where you are not valued. Do not allow people to play games with you. Do not allow people just to come in and out as they as they please. Don't allow shut the door, close the door and move forward and embrace you because some one one of these days. One of these days, somebody going to look at you and be like, you know what? I believe in that product that you're pushing. One of these days, somebody going to look at you and value you enough to love you the correct way. One of these days, somebody is going to really do something for you because you've invested in so many people and you won't even know where it comes from. Something about the physical presence and appearance is a very deep spiritual thing. This is why you should always be in shape. You should always have a good presentation. Don't never let ego overtake intelligence, common sense, and just pure genuine humanity. Because ego is a bad thing. And I'm telling y'all, a lot of y'all are playing games with life. But as we see, people are falling left and right each and every day. All right. Uh, and shout out to Neria Shiloh, who came on the, the uh, What I Never Knew podcast. She really hit some. Man, that woman, shout out to you, sister. That woman hit some stuff with me. She laid it out and she gave me life. All right. Let me get out of here, man. The biggest mistake that you could ever make in life is to think that you have time. Peace. Equality versus equity. Equality means every child gets a pair of shoes. Equity means every child gets a pair of shoes that fit. That means every school district has to meet every student's individual needs. I'm Jerry O'Green with the Black Student Advocate. We advocate for black employees and black students within the K-12 school districts. We hold school districts accountable to make sure that black students and employees are in a fair and equitable... Yes, I-